Nerd Soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Late ill kid at one. Y'all still hold it down. Bring this street geek and nerd soul. Like, comment, subscribe, hit the bell. Let's go because we talking about some Marvel, y'all. Ah, that Marvel talk. Ah, that MCU. You know what I'm saying? I heard. I heard they got things going on over there. But before we get started, not by myself. I am with an esteemed colleague. You know this man for bringing things to you like One Nation, bringing it to you Kid Carvers, bringing it to you Pac Samson, and so much more. That's right. Jason Reeves, what's up? I'm chilling. I'm good. Hanging out. You know? <laughs> He's like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm chilling. Now, uh, I know, uh, you know, it's hard for you to get some time out to talk about that Marvel because, you know, you are there with that One Nation bundle, man. Uh uh, what, what's up with that One Nation bundle? I, said, I hear you got, you know, a whole collection of books that's available right now. Yeah, man. We out here selling copies. So our flagship title over at 133 Art is um, the first story arc has finally completed, um, giving you sort of the length and breadth of the epic that is One Nation, um, bringing together, you know, certain plot lines and characters that we wanted to see you know clash or come together uh especially paragon and the 10th foundation philanthropic superheroes you know what i'm saying that's what it's all about so, man yeah man so we're um we're we're our, this is our first story arc is finally done it's like what 11 years in the making you know <laughs> in any in time that's like two years but yeah <laughs> In the comic time, that's two years, so don't trip. Oh, uh, so yeah, I'm very excited about it, and we have been selling that mug. We sold a couple copies for uh, uh, for that Black Friday Cyber Monday sales. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, we man. Hit that link below, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Check out 133 Art. They got books. And, I mean, you see me cover them on the channel. I've been going through One Nation, a couple of the other issues and stuff, too. So, you know, feel free to check that out. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Because you want to make sure that when you uh, talk about a subject or review a subject, that you 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 know what you're doing. You know you <laughs> you know the, the product or the IP that you're talking about, that you're working on, that you're working with. Because, um, study from, up on it. yeah, because, uh, the word on the street from Variety is, um, Taika Waititi, quote, had no interest in directing a Marvel movie, took Thor Ragnarok because he was poor, and it was, quote, a great opportunity to feed his kids. <laughs> Got the kids. So you got to feed the kids, you know, just trying to make some money to feed my daughter. You know what I'm saying? That's all he's trying to do. He just trying to make, yo, he just trying to make some money out there. He's just yeah, out there, yeah. you know, the kid, his kids were starving. There wasn't no put, other option except a Marvel movie. He well, no other, no other rich option. I mean, <laughs> he he was already making movies and ain't like he, was, he wasn't making no money, but you know. Because, I mean, you know, when you hear that, when you hear that quote, it's like, man, he must have been, man, he must have been homeless or something, man. He must have been, must have been tough out there. Well, but, you know, in, in America, especially, not that he's American at all. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Is he nationalized? He's like from Australia, right? I think so. He's a Kiwi? Is that what they call him? Um, mm, I don't know. Um, anyway. Um, 
Yeah, so, I mean, in America, he works in America, so there you go. In America, um, you know, the Richies like to, like, they're good at portraying poorness, you know? They're good at it. They're good at working that out. Yeah, they're good at, they're good at making it seem like, you know, they're in the struggle with the rest, with the rest of us. Oh, boy. So, um... Real quick, I'm gonna hit the the full quote uh, comes and says, "You know what? I had no interest in doing one of those films. It wasn't on my plan for my career as an auteur. Oh, of course, because because every film outside of Thor is just so rich. But anyway, <laughs> but I was poor and I just had a second child, and I thought, you know what? This would be a great opportunity to feed these children. Man." Man, all tours out here. I, it's tough out here for all tours, man. People ain't buying physical media. You know what I'm saying? People trying. They gotta. They gotta go slum it at Marvel. You know what I mean? It's it's tough out there, man. I, I, you know the the rich people. They hurting. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Alms you, for you, the poor. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta feed them kids to make them jokes about sentient hammers and you know that wanna you know be in relationships with their owners and stuff. You know they be jealous. Yeah, jealous. Yeah. It, it's you know, it's it's a lot of hard work. So I want to throw this. I want to throw this to you because you've been you've been a staunch supporter of the idea that Marvel ain't got no plan. The kid is staunch on this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So let me clarify. Let me clarify because I I don't want the I don't want the red caves to come get me. But um, <laughs> so I I do not believe that they have. As as long a term plan as you know our other compatriots believe they do, right? Yeah. Like every every so often, I, I, your homie gets on the show and people tell me, well, they play, they plot everything out and they have you know, and they always in the they've known this stuff. for twenty years, right? They have their uh, uh, retreats and they talk about all this stuff and blah blah. And let me let me, I I like to demystify. Um, industries right now i'm not in the film industry so i'm not gonna try to speak super intelligently on what they do um but i am in the comic industry and people tend to think that when you're an auteur or when you're in an artistic occupation that there's these this long scale long form planning that goes on and artists don't necessarily work like that right like studios perceive i i'm i hope anyway like evidence you know recent evidence to the it shows us the contrary but i'm hoping that an industry that i don't necessarily work in plots and plans like they say they do they but don't. uh yeah they do um <laughs> but in comics we might have an outline of what we want to do but things happen bam 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 you gotta adjust you mm -hmm. have to make decisions. You run out of money, right? So, um, and 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 we we see right now, like the comic industry, there, there there's rumblings about how all these Marvel crossovers have been doing bad, and you know they're losing readership, and they have to find another way to do it. But you know they can't find younger readers to replace the old readers, you know, and and it's a whole bunch of stuff. And when the most visible mainstream companies are hurting, it makes it look like the industry is hurting, which is BS, by the way. Yeah. Um, comics is doing pretty well. 
Um, it's it's a billion dollar industry still with Marvel doing bad, but you know, go off, guys. Um, but yeah, so uh, you have to be able to make adjustments. So going in, yeah, you might say that I want Iron Man to do this, this, and this, but that doesn't mean that when it's time to produce the thing that you have all the resources necessary to do that, right? Sure. Um. And because I'm a person that I produce comics, I'm a person that sort of works parallel to that industry. I know that they're not plotting things out. Twenty. Yeah, years it's now. like we're we're all in the entertainment industry, right? Right. And they're not plotting things out twenty years in advance. There are things they would want to have done and money they will want to have made in twenty years. <laughs> Everybody has that, <laughs> right? But this but, idea where they, they have these intricate details of like whatever show and this movie and they they all they knew it all along and they were these master planners. No, they they're not. Kevin Feige isn't, Kathleen Kennedy isn't, you know, uh John Favreau isn't, Dave Filoni isn't, none none of them. You know what I'm saying? None of them are. And you gotta take into account, like, first of all, all these people are human beings. So we're not infallible. We can't see the future. Again, we have to adjust. But also, you got to take into account not just the negative things that hinder production, but the positive things that might make a production move forward or backward, mm -hmm. right? And and those things happen a lot of times. Um, you might get the perfect director for for a spot, and you know you need to adjust, right? You might get the perfect writer for a movie. And you might need to push Eternals or whatever back, you know? So, you know, this whole thing about them plotting and planning and being almost omniscient in the eyes of the fans is very, it's a very tedious thing because they build them up so high that now we're at a point that they, they've been built up so high that now they're, it looks like they're moving like an actual studio and now it looks bad. Yeah. Because like, I, 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 I'm a, I, I'm a, I was I'm a DCEU fan. Like I like their movies just as much as I like Marvel's movies, right? Mm -hmm. And I like them both. I like all comic things. I'm a comic guy. So uh when the DCU was out and they were getting all this criticism about moving like how studios move in the modern era, I just thought it was hilarious. I thought it was crazy for me to be arguing with intelligent people, for the most part anyway. Intelligent people, other comic fans, other comic dudes, and they're acting like Marvel is plotting way better than than DC. And I'm like, dude, I, for the for the longest time, I've been like, cats, they're the same. Like Marvel just hides it better. And when the cracks Marvel, started, to Marvel show, happened to have Kevin Feige, where DC didn't really have that guy. That's but, that's pretty much the only saving grace. And now yeah. we're learning that Feige is not omniscient either. <laughs> you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's made he's, he made a couple bad he pulled a couple bad ones himself, right? So, it's one thing to say that since they had a Feige, they had a central person who can steer the ship. That's a boom. I say that's good. That's always been a good thing. But to think that they are not gonna even with that, they're not gonna move like a normal studio moves in the modern era. You're being foolish. I think. Yeah, so this this goes on a point that I wanted to hit on when I was reading this is um 
there's a part in his quote where uh, Taika said, um, and Thor, let's face it, it was probably the least popular franchise. I never read Thor comics as a kid. That was the comic I pick up and be like, ugh. And then I do I did some research on it and I, and I read one Thor comic or 18 pages or however long they are, I was still baffled by this character. There's this idea in the in the comics media space that all of these writers and directors oh they're true fans and they they love this stuff and they're they breathe this stuff and they're so deep into it no none of them do they're just taking checks most of these people don't know about these comics most of these people don't care the russo brothers might not know or care but they're really good and they're dedicated to what they do so it worked out but they might not they might not love comics i don't know maybe they do they don't but they're dedicated in this case here's a perfect example and i remember there was another director on a um i think it was the director for the she-hulk stuff i can't remember what there was another director that was like i just wanted to make people angry and it's like uh oh who was it jessica gow i think is good okay but it's just like yeah that's not what I want to spend millions on, but this idea that like they they love these things and all that, it's it's bogus. And then if you look at something like this, you're like, all right. So if you were if you were baffled by the character, then why move forward? Why not? I mean. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure they probably still break you off a little bread that you came in and started the project or something like. I mean, you don't have to stay and make a make a bad movie because then we get this whole we get this whole director thing, especially from people like Chris Nolan. You get this idea like, oh, like I was forced to make this movie. Oh, I just that I was shackled as a director. It's like, man, stop it. Like, do do what rich people tell us to do. You don't like your job, get another one. We hear that from rich people all the time. Nolan's been annoying for a few <laughs> years now, but I will give him, I mean, you know, spoiler rich boy, whatever, but I give him credit for not crapping on the, the source material of Batman. He took yeah. what he did and wanted from that to, to, to create his own sort of story and narrative, and he accentuated a lot of great things from, from Batman. Mm-hmm. And he never came back and was like, yo, I did it, but it, it's ridiculous. You know, like, and to me, I think ideally you would want people, you're not, you're never going to get 100% people who love the material in anything, yeah. right? Artist or not, right? Great director, great writer, great, you know, drawer or not. But um, you can find, if you're a professional and you're an artist, you can find people who will take? Who will f- go through the material? First of all, you got to read it, and then pull stuff out that's dope for them. That makes make them invigorated and want to work on a project. But also stuff that, and and they can add stuff too. But also stuff that will make their audience be like, okay, like there's some stuff about Batman you have to do. He got to jump off a building and fly in these movies. He got to drive the Batmobile. Now, you might, mm-hmm. as an artist, as a professional, you might not necessarily be like, it's been done to death. But then you could find your way of doing it. 
and then you're enriching the IP. You're you're invigorating yourself to want to work on it. That's what professionals do in any industry, right? Hopefully. And uh, to hear on the back end that you just did it for the money and you ain't care about, you still don't care about the character and it's the bottom of the barrel and all this here. Yeah, it's like, like this weird director flex. Like, yeah, I think they think it's a flex where it's like, and it's yeah, not, I made not this movie, flex. but I didn't even like it. You know, right. they, they came to me. It must have been at the bottom of the barrel. No, just because like, they came to you doesn't mean that it's at the bottom of the barrel. It just means that they weren't finding anyone that it worked out for. I hate the idea. And they thought you were going to be the dude. Yeah. I hate the idea that comics are bottom of the barrel and to me that's an extension of that idea right um hollywood comes in you know we're pulling comics from from the ditch they were laying in because it was it was only for stupid kids you know people who don't want to read intellectually you know uh it's intellectually devoid and all this and you just pulled it out of the muck i hate the idea yeah. And him saying this, it sounds to me like an extension of that idea. And I yeah, do not like that. Like, why are you like this, bro? Like, especially Taika. Man, what, the kind of stuff Taika makes. Taika, like, makes, Taika is a... If, there, if there's an example of a one-trick pony in mm. filmmaking, Taika is that. Like, come on, bro. This dude has one type of humor, and that's it. And it really got exposed in Love and Thunder. It's like, wow, this is so. This is really is all you got. Well, he he really checked out. And and I'm a I'm this gonna be an unpopular opinion. Um, people are, are gonna you know people might be mad for this, especially some of our compatriots. But I blame the Marvel fan base, the MCU fan base, for propping up these mediocre things a lot of these mediocre things um i thought ragnarok was i but people make it out to be like the best marvel movie that that's out i think it's because ragnarok was a lot of fun but i don't i don't think i don't know if i'd say throw ragnarok is like say a top three marvel film but I, I will stuff. say I would I would put it in the like the fun enjoyable popcorn bucket. Like it's like it's it's fun. You can watch it, have some laughs. It's very bright, colorful, cool. I'm in opposition to the fun shield. People use it too much. The movie oh, is fun. Okay. okay. Like, if the movie is fun, then it can do no wrong, and that's BS to me. But well, yeah, now I don't believe I don't believe that. Like I don't. My, I wouldn't and, and put it like I wouldn't put it above like say I wouldn't put it above Black Panther. I wouldn't put it above Winter Soldier. I wouldn't put it above like either the Infinity or Endgame. I wouldn't put it above Iron Man One. But at the same time, if somebody was watching it and asked me to watch it, I'd be like, "All right, cool." You know fun is so subjective to me because I find John Wick to be fun. Yeah, <laughs> like no John Wick, man. John Wick ain't fun. That joint is just a masterpiece, bro. Like. Bruh, and that most recent movie when he's shooting them with that double barrel fire shotgun thing, bruh, man. When in 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 the last whole one, other level, when they when when they're fighting with swords and guns in the in the the little display hall and in the in the Japanese hotel, oh, and then yeah. when they're rolling them back down the stairs, bruh, <laughs> that man hit them hilarious. steps like two or three times. Yeah, man. But, but you know, 
I guess my point, I hope I didn't lose it. My point is like uh the the fan base prop these movies up to an insane degree. Yeah. So they do. And and, and and some of the ones that were fun, some of the ones that they love so much, well, some of the most media, mediocre showings. And I think Marvel decided these people will go for anything. And so they started putting out anything. And now everybody's mad. And I just find it funny. Because I think, again, it's, I think it's because Marvel didn't realize that people will go for anything that is also entertaining. I think they started making a whole bunch of anything that also wasn't entertaining. Like, but to this point, regardless of entertaining or not, it would be nice to have someone on the project that is like actually interested in making it. And this this comes from the top. And I know people, they like there's certain studio heads they like to jump on. For some reason, Feige is still, you know, Feige is still untouchable. And I'm gonna say it like this on the Star Wars side which is also another proven example of Hollywood having no plan but on the on the Star Wars side a project goes wrong everybody's on Kathleen Kennedy's head everybody right right there's been a few man phase four was woo it was rocky it was real rocky and things are still kind of they're tidying up but they still rockish ain't nobody been on Kevin's head I feel like they haven't tidied anything. I feel like From, they're taking a step back, which is a good, I guess, a good sign. But uh, I'd know. say since Ant Man Quantumania, I actually feel like they're trying to go in one direction. Phase four seemed like, yo, let's just, uh, you know, do whatever. At least from Ant Man forward, it does seem like, okay, we have a plan to make this multiverse stuff outside of secret invasion where they did my man sam jackson wrong and it's one of the most egregious slaps in the face to one of like the dopest actors but the the don't don't get me started on it he deserved better but anyway uh the the movie with quantum mania we have a very clear tie to the multiverse then you come into uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, you get a very clear tie to a wider, at least I think that they're alluding to, to a wider purpose for the Guardians, especially uh, relating to Rocket, which I believe is alluding to a multiverse there when he had that, uh, that I guess he was like in limbo, that conversation with the um, the girl Otter, I can't remember her name. Um, but that conversation then of course in loki there's a very clear tie to okay there's multiverse stuff going on then of course we have the what if show so it, it now it seems like they at least they're talking about one thing our shows are going in one direction like so i'm i'm down with that at least we know where we're going at least it seems like we know where we're going phase four really did not seem like we knew where we were going for me, that remains to be seen because I feel like the rocket stuff was just like on his deathbed, you know. Like I, it didn't that didn't seem like pointing to the multiverse for me. Like okay, okay, Guardians felt very, um, very insular. Like it mm. was like it's just his own thing, and James Gunn was wrapping it up. Um, <laughs> you know, still leaving stuff like come out, y'all to come back, but kind of wrapping his his trilogy up to say, okay, this is my this is my good bookend. Um, even though they are saying multiverse more, I still think there's so there's so many versions of that 
that they haven't like tied up. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and I, I'm hoping this step back is a way to tie it all in. There were mm-hmm. so many ways fans even thought of to tie all this stuff together that they just totally ignored. Anytime now I see a good fan theory, I'm just like, they're not gonna do it. They're gonna do something else. They're gonna do something dumb. Um, like the thing with the rings in Shang Chi, the 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 ten rings, and then you have Kang over here with rings, you know, multiversal rings on his base or whatever. Like you could have easily tied that in, and that would have been, you know, similar. Yeah, to, and it um, seemed like they were trying to, but tie. then let it go. No, they, but they weren't though. That's the thing. That was a fan theory, and it was a oh. gangster fan theory. But they totally like missed it or disregarded it or like we're not doing it. And I, I feel like that is where, you know what I always say, they don't do the smart thing. They do the easy thing, right? Like I mean, they don't do the easy thing. They try to do the clever thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and instead of trying to be clever and beat the fans, like, yo, tie this stuff in. Again, I'm going to say it again. They sold us on interconnectivity, and with Phase Four, they obliterated that. And now nobody knows what to do. Nobody, sadly, nobody knows what to watch. I kind of blame the fans for that. Like that whole idea that there's so many Marvel things that we can't watch it. Like you watch eight seasons of Game of Thrones. Yeah, ain't nobody. Yeah. House of Dragons. Then you watch uh, freaking uh, um, uh, what's that one on Amazon? Uh, Lord of the Rings. You got all these other Lord of the Rings. Play the Lord of the Rings game. Like. I feel like people like to make up stuff to complain about this over it's overwhelming when there's a lot of things unless you like it you like star yeah. wars you watch every piece of star wars man, get out of here like and i'm not talking about nerds quote unquote i'm talking about regular people watch every mm-hmm. piece of star wars quote unquote and they know that um they know that the next mandalorian season or whatever is coming behind so it's 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 not a lot to consume 30 something movies in my opinion i'm sorry no. like it doesn't feel like a lot now i ain't saying you got to do it in one weekend there's you know people there's people that be eating the same thing or going to the same restaurant three four times a week i'm saying it's so, not okay. good that, it ain't got nothing to do with saturation it's right. not good right just admit the saturation it. oversaturation is always cool when we like the thing when we like yeah, the stop thing trying to, and to your point, stop trying to be clever. The easy thing, this like that fan theory that you talked about, so easy. Just like when I was talking about, even though um, I, I like the moms, I enjoyed it. I thought it was cool. I did. I like the idea of just having like, yo, oh snap, a real quick mission with these characters. It, it reminded me of a whole bunch of one shots that I've read before. Now, I know there's people that have different feelings. I'm going to go in and leave that alone. But what I will say is in the the end i don't think it's a post post credit but in the end they did a scene that i said should have been done with hawkeye and uh sam wilson cap a long time ago mm. now well, don't get me wrong okay well oh sorry because i i can't remember if it's out at home because my usually oh, my was, line was, for spoilers, all that stuff was spoiled like Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, basically, you know, uh, they send Miss Marvel out to go ahead and start recruiting the young Avengers. I don't think it should be coming from her. Now, I mean, that's fine with me. That's what they've made. And I like Miss Marvel. I like the actress. Cool. 
but this is something that should have came from the adults the leadership it should have came from them like this should have been something that they started unless they unless they're going on a route of like you know like hey you know they're not doing anything so we have to you know do it ourselves kind of thing sure but this is a conversation that i that i said a long time ago that cap and hawkeye should have had maybe at the end of the hawkeye show or the end of the captain america show basically saying hey look we ain't getting no younger you know what I'm saying? My, you know, my shoulder's still hurting from two weeks ago or something like that. We ain't right. getting no younger, but there's some young kids out there that need direction. Boom, and just cut it. There you go. But you so busy trying to make a complete rhyming poetry, George Lucas style scene with the scene from Nick Fury. It's like, bruh, just would you just do the easy thing? Like, because right. now right. it seems like the the people that were the leaders, the original Avengers, aren't even leaders. They're not even able to, you know, start the next generation. They barely can't hold like, it together themselves. I don't like the idea of presenting something to us and not following through because of like exterior factors like racism or like the 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 incels ain't gonna like it oh or whatever. yeah i feel like and i feel like the reason falcon cap is nerfed and don't get me wrong i have my own i i have my own bot my my own uh distaste for him mm-hmm. but i will say had he been presented better and more i feel like i could have he could have grew on me like i of course i want a black uh, lead character in the MCU. Obviously, I want a black man to run the thing. Clearly, but the issue is they dumped him in the series. Now he got what is it? Maybe like four hours of screen time there, mm-hmm. um, going into Phase Four. But then he had to share with Bucky. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he had to yeah. share with Baron Zemo. So we got that. Then they watered, watered. I don't know if I want to say they watered Sam Wilson down because he's kind of been lame the entire time but also um they kind of all lives mattered him at the end of his own series which i thought was whack and then they he never showed up again (laughs) and if you and this dude is supposed to be the captain america he should be at the at the head of exactly figuring out what we're going to do at least on the ground maybe not in space but at least on the ground He's literally the shield of the team, right? Whether he's the leader or not, he's yeah. the guy, right? He is the guy on the ground. So um, he has all the trappings of the next Captain America, but you don't put him in anything, right? And you're talking, and, I agree and I'm talking about think, talking scenes that a second unit could do. Shoot a third, right. a third string. I, you could do it with a cell phone. You could have. You know you what could, they, you know what they could what they could have did was he could have showed up at the end of Ms. Marvel mm-hmm. and been like, You kind of goofy, but I like your style. Done. And then in the Marvels, he could have when she came out like Nick Fury, it you'd still had the same effect. He it'd still been hilarious. But then when when she comes out of the shadows all goofy, he comes out of the shadows like, nah. It, like she she like she tells uh Kate what she needs to tell her. And then Kate is like, really? For real? And then he like, he's, he steps out of shadows like, for real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that. And then, you then give, you're like, you give oh, him wait, some power. I said he should have jumped off a mountain in almost every show 
and been like, I'm recruiting for the Avengers. There's a problem. He didn't have to say what the problem is. Nick Fury didn't say what the problem was because yeah. we didn't know it was necessarily Loki or, or whatever. Or you can make but, him the character where he's like, they'll be like, everything's all good. The the Avengers thing saved everything. Be like, everything's all good now, but something will happen. Right. You know I'm being... I'm not like I'm not like Steve and, and, and Tony. I'm 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 a I'm preemptive. I'm forward thinking. You know that yeah. kind of thing. That makes something will happen. Kind of Someone will come. And like right. Vision said, because he was there, like Vision said, our presence invites challenge. We need to meet yep. that challenge. Boom! Were, yep. Like, bro, you're talking about a talking scene that takes maybe an hour to maybe an hour to yeah. film. Now I know y'all got to get craft services and everything down there, but come on, y'all can knock this out in a, in a day, a weekend tops. Had they, had they not all live mattered him and nerfed Flag Smasher oh, uh, or killed Flag Smasher, he could have been a more progressive Captain America in the sense that he doesn't work within or around the government, but he has his own channels that he goes through. That's why he can work with these young heroes and that kind of thing. More of a x-men vibe rather than an avengers vibe mm -hmm. and i think that would have been very interesting to play around with with this new type of captain america with these new type of heroes right but they they again external factors um are making it so that this black man can't be at the forefront of this mcu universe this new mcu and 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 it's, it doesn't make any sense why they would offer him up to us and then not let him do his thing but same thing same with even shuri okay we don't want to do it with sam then throw shuri in there let her do it you know what i'm saying or shang chi why is it shang chi trying to figure something out and his nine rings leads him to the nega bands mm -hmm. that's too easy I mean, Simu Liu is just waiting to like jump on another Marvel project. Another, another day, another day. If that shoot, listen. If they, if they were like, if they were gonna say, "Hey, the Ten Rings and the Nega Bands have some sort of connection," they're calling out the multiverse too, because they could be like that. Calling out to the multiverse was the same. It was calling out to that extra negative Nega Band that Darbin found. They, he could show up at the end of like. Bruh, it's here's and, and, here's, here's and again, this goes into my next point. The external factors stopping Shang Chi. All these, all these, all these different new, different minority characters that supposedly we all want to see shine. Mm -hmm. External factors are still keeping them from shining, and that's to me that's some of the most disingenuous stuff the MCU has been doing. They pat themselves on the back. For creating inclusion and diversity, but they don't—they don't do it. They're not doing it in the same way. The the white guys and gals in in um they in basically they three, basically throw a, throw a bone just to get you to shut up. Yeah, kind of, kind of, yeah. And and now you, we hear so that they're going back and retooling. The rumor is now Shang Chi Two is on deck. Now we know for a fact that three months ago Shang Chi Two wasn't on deck. You know how no. we know? Because people kept asking Simu, "Yo, when Shang Chi Two? You you heard about Shang Chi? You're like, I don't, I, ain't nah, man, I don't know nothing." So now Shang Shang Chi Two is a thing because now we're trying to gear up for Secret War, which. I personally felt like secret announcing secret war this early was always a mistake in my opinion. Yeah. I'll, this goes to a point of them 
not bruh not only do they have no plan all right not only do they have no plan but almost worse than not having a plan they don't even seem to care and he here's why people that care show a sense of urgency people that care they they move and they they make things that show that they're interested in the product projects that they're in now i know these are not drawn characters people have schedules this that and the third but there is no way especially with the technology we have now that someone can't be on the facetime call as shang chi is coming back to america or you know from leaving his sister or that we can't get a scene with the sister doing something that you know she ain't supposed to be doing because she said she was shutting everything down or you know like it's tons of stuff that you can do to create interconnectivity, which is what you said you was doing, and you not. And then you continually making all of these moves that are so disjointed that it's almost it's almost annoying how disjointed it is. But it shows that you have no plan. And like you said, the easy thing is right there in front of you. You got the right mega there. bands. If you knew, all right, cool. We got the mega bands are coming up in this one. We know you got the ten rings. We know we go. We know we've already alluded that they're a similar thing, or they they, they come from a, a similar place. Why not get him on the phone so he can show up in the movie? You had Valkyrie show up in the movie, and I thought that was great. I thought seeing her in the movie helped push the idea that guess what? These people are in the same universe together. They're not doing this alone. This I I enjoyed that. Just like it would have been awesome to see Cap going around being like, "Yo, look, there ain't nobody else." You know, Cap is I'm gone. Not, Cap is I'm gone. Uh, Tony's gone. You know what I'm saying? I don't know where Bruce is. It's up I'm to not, me. I'm not super convinced that it's like, like I get it. There's there's a lot of things that there's things that need to fall into place to cap to get these cameos. But other movies do it all the time. Yeah, they can be on Skype or Zoom or Facetime or something with each other. Sources as as the MCU or Disney in general, and John Wick manages to have basically everybody from the Matrix in it, <laughs> right? I mean, there's 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 Keanu, there's there's Lawrence Fishburne, and then you got um. Uh, uh, what's my man? Oh man, I'm having a brain fart. You know what I'm saying. Uh, the, Donnie, the, Yen. Donnie Yen is in their wrecking shop, and we got my boy from The Last Samurai. He in there. You know, you got all these, all this fan service in 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 the, these four movies. People they you do recognize. Not have so, the the backing of Disney. Right. So I'm not super convinced that they couldn't do it. I feel like they spent their money on other things. I mean, I heard. Uh, she hope was like twenty five million an episode. So. Whoa, whoa, whoa. twenty five million per episode? That's what I heard. That's what IGN says, if I'm not mistaken. All right, so, all right, that goes. That, I'm gonna in the point of no plan. Also, mismanagement of funds. There's no way that she-hulk costed 25 million dollars an episode now i did not watch every single episode of she-hulk i will admit but the ones that i saw i think i saw three three or four uh that did at least the money was not showing on the screen i don't know maybe y'all spin it up on craft services or something i don't know but 
it did not show on the screen. She Hulk looked like she was in PS4, not PS3. All right. Then you got look. She Hulk needs to act. Can you just have her Hulk, please? Can you have her like do Hulk things? Like you know, be strong. Like just all right. Now I know people are gonna argue. Be like, you didn't watch the whole show. You want to know why? Because it wasn't entertaining. But with that said, twenty five million per episode. Bruh, y'all y'all gotta rein this stuff in. Like whether whether I like the show or not, twenty five million an episode. That was they, nine were, episodes. they weren't even hour long episodes, were they? Uh, not all of them. No, bro. What are you, that, what that are you doing in these streets? All right, look, She Hulk. That's way too. If if it was gonna cost twenty five million an episode, I would have said, "How about this? Why don't we just make a She Hulk movie and save an extra, I don't know, hundred million dollars or something like that?" <laughs> like, How about what? this? How about not nine episodes? How about four? BBC get away with three episodes. Yeah, <laughs> just make it good. Like, I don't understand why they had to. So these were unproven uh, IPs and unproven ideas and unproven characters. Why go all the way out? But again, that that was a hubris though because people were accepting anything at that point. The true, fa- true. Their fan base was taking anything, right? Look, a lot of people said Moon Knight was good, and <laughs> I will give you that Moon Knight. So, what was good in the social justice superhero era, in my opinion, and I write social justice superheroes, so, you know, I'm not being an incel here. I am champion. I champion it. Um... In the social justice superhero era, we get uh, heroes that deal with problems that people have, mental illness, you know, there's there's celebrations of culture like Ms. Marvel and that mm-hmm. kind of thing, which is dope to me. Fire! I love it. I strive to write things like that. But when you get to a point where that's the only good thing about the, the story, we have a problem. And yep. I know it. It, it it imprints itself on your hearts and your minds and it makes you think man i love that they talked about the thing that i'm going through but the problem and and i'm people say moon knight was good but my problem with moon knight is not that it had a mental illness good and um, terrible of it, yeah it was just it, it's not the mental illness part that's actually a good thing to explore the problem is the story is just freaking terrible <laughs> like yeah and we need writers listen listen to me when i say this know that i love you with all my heart stop trying to let us know that you read twitter and instagram and facebook we we get it we, we get it we don't, we don't need you to, we don't need you to wink at us that to let us know that you have a a reddit account or something we we're fine this, this idea that you have to like prove through the show that you know we're self-aware and we read Twitter comments. No, it's it almost makes it worse. It's it's one of the worst parts. It's actually one of the worst parts of the Gen V show. One of the worst parts about the Gen V show is that they have to make sure that we as the audience know that like we know what's going on in the streets. Like once the once the show gets out of its own way, it actually ends up being good around the fourth episode. It can be done super well. There's ways to address pop culture, um, scathing politics, and 
uh, and social justice bents. All three of your narratives. There are shows that do it really friggin' well. Really friggin' well. But if that's all you got, then you don't have a superhero show. Yeah. And and let's not mince words. Let's not trick ourselves. These are superhero narratives. They're not comedy. They're not drama. They are not uh, historical fiction. <laughs> they are yeah. superhero stories. And if you have, if you hire people who don't, who who at least can't understand respect superhero narratives, you're gonna have you're gonna have a Taika Waititi. Uh, yeah, I, I'm sorry. Because he he ends up saying his last statement uh, where in this article he says, uh, "What's left to do with him?" It's got to be something that feels like carrying on with the evolution of the character, but still in a very fun way and still having him give things up. Uh, I mean, give him things to come up against that feel like they're building on the obstacles that he has already overcome. Uh, I don't think we can have a villain that's weaker than Hela. I feel like we need to step up from there and add a villain that's somehow more formidable. All right. See, I have a question. If, here's if you believe here's that, when you, you get into vague that, city. If you believe that, then why did you make Thor tackle the same issues that he was tackling in his two previous movies? In Infinity War and Endgame, he was tackling the idea he wasn't worthy, he wasn't a yep. good hero, he had got fat, he mm -hmm. was not he, you know, he that's what he was tackling, and then you put him in Love and Thunder, and he's tackling the same exact issues. That is a person that believes in, in progression does not write that movie. What would, have but, been, what would have been awesome is to have Thor actually take a leadership stand amongst the gods, saying, Hey, this is the problem that we've all created, we need to get our stuff together. Like, that would have been that would have been but it was too it was too easy to have screaming screaming you know goats or something and too easy to have like you said having um uh lady thor with cancer it's like bro cancer can't like can't wong like fix that like we got we got we got a literal like master of mysticism or something like we got like what are you, what are you talking about cancer is not an issue right the cancer killing her is the problem like the cancer you know you can write a good cancer narrative but it actually killing her is the issue also if so if thor don't want to be thor and he not worthy and stuff then just pass the torch or, or maybe or write it in a way where wong shows up to uh, Lady Thor and being like, you know, hey, and maybe her having like a look on her face and him being like, look, I know you don't believe in this stuff. I know you don't like this stuff, but we need you and we love you. So we're going to do it. And then he just does whatever, boom, and the, the cancer's gone. And him being like, you can be as angry as you want, but you're here to be angry with me. And he just steps through his portal and goes. And then boom, cancer's gone. We got a reason why the cancer was an issue because she didn't like, you know, magic medicine or something well, and then everything would have been fine but you like bro come on maybe you're you're thor now and the cancer doesn't affect you as long as you have the hammer and you're thor done like it's, it's super easy it's not really that big a deal in my opinion i think but if you're gonna focus on 
um, the cancer narrative, then let that be the crux of the story rather than whatever else was going on in that movie. Because the oh, movie yeah. had like two or three different things going on, and none of it was great. Like Here's, the problem with Love and Thunder is Taika Waititi wanted to wanted the scene at the end with Thor with pancakes. That's what he wanted. So he basically yeah. said, "How do I get to Thor with pancakes?" And where does that come from in the whole thing? Like Thor is a dad now. What kind of crap? Who, who said? Okay, after all this, he's he's this little girl's daddy now. Like really? That's what y'all wanted with yeah, Thor? That, that it's stupid. It's like nobody, nobody said. I don't believe anyone sitting around thought that that Thor Love and Thunder script was dope. I think that there's a bunch of yes men that was like, hey man, he makes money. I mean, hey, he know what he doing. Why? Well, because well, money is virtue like in America. They were like, yes. <laughs> yeah, they were like, hey, he makes money, so he knows what he's doing. And that, that was probably the end of the discussion. Yeah. It's like, hey, I, he, he knows what he's doing. He point, makes money. I could not do any wrong. Yeah, because you, know, you know, money is virtue, so that that's it. But yep. it goes. Uh, I guess I'll I'll throw this to you and ask you what you think on this one, because uh, I know we coming up on time. You made the point about them, you know, basically doing these like uh, you know virtuous things from like Twitter and things of that nature, and hitting these social, you know, social just, justice toxic topics that I think are dope. Heroes should do that, but it shouldn't detract from the story if it makes the hero whack you need to rewrite rewrite it so the hero right. isn't whack or that the story also has heroic things happening so it's there it should be there to enhance the hero and the story you. yeah so what do you think about i mean of course we're getting a rewrite apparently but what do you think about a uh, blade being about life lessons Oh, man, that whole story about that was, me being about, about life, life lessons. lessons. I was like, uh, what? What's Wait, the life what lesson? Was, I mean, I guess keep the garlic close and I mean, have a what, sharp what, steak what, at the ready. I missed that part. What, what oh, did they? So, um, there was an article lesson? that came out when they were talking about uh, not liking Blade, and um, uh, they were basically this is when people started to dump on Marvel, um, and it was part of the the i guess the insiders that was talking about uh what is it uh the trouble production of blade and kevin feige yelling at people and uh saying that he read the script and he was starting to yell at people because uh blade was essentially going to be the fourth lead in his own movie right and that the movie was gonna um have uh i guess maybe uh some other women that were ahead of him and they were going to be teaching him life lessons and i was like ah i read that and the I life lesson know. part didn't really didn't really stick with me okay i see what you're saying now yeah so, but, uh it's a trouble blade script reportedly morphed into a narrative led by women and filled with life lessons Okay, so here, and this is the one I, where this is the one where allegedly Kevin Feige. I mean, Kevin, you know, saying Kev going to jump in the comments if it's true, but yeah. uh, okay, <laughs> allegedly so. was yelling at people and someone got fired. Okay, so here's 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 <laughs> one. Uh, as I as I remember, I think there was a um, 
a black female writer, black lady writer on on um, on Blade, right? So I expect black women to big up black women in her script. I ain't mad yeah. at that. True. I ain't mad at the idea that we can add some lushness of character through black women into the Blade script. Yeah, you know, I mean, my man, Shouts my to man, uh, White. straight up, weep. We need a bat. Um, my homeboy, <laughs> uh, my homeboy Kugler just did it with Black Panther and mm, Chef's Kiss, right? But he had to do it out of necessity, right? I mean, he had already done it in Black Panther one too. So let me not say. Yeah, that. but it he was didn't. it was different. It wasn't a situation where where Black Panther well, I, was like the fourth lead. I think Marvel likes to learn all the wrong lessons, so they're fan. And I feel like, um, I feel like they were like, wait a minute, these, you know, this demographic, the Negroes, love Black Panther Wakanda forever and Black Panther. So what we need to do is make that situation into the Blade movie. Well, couple problems. Blade no, don't work. People. Right. Blade don't work like Black Panther works. Black Panther is a whole society and it's par partially matriarchal. If not mostly matriarchal. So you can do that in that narrative and you don't have to miss a step. Now, if you adding vampire lore and maybe like if you go into the stuff that uh, Wesley and them added to it where there's this underground sort of cabal organization of vampire hunters who and they all black and they got the tattoos now if you delve into that and add the women to that cool but that's a lot of legwork you got to do for the first film and, and... So it, what what presents the biggest problem of all of that is there's no way in my opinion that you're gonna make you're gonna do the first blade movie and he's not the main, main character. Even if you want to add him with a daughter, even if you want to add this extra lore um, and have three other female... Uh, uh, I'm trying not to use the word female. And have three other women leads. Um, Again, it's not the point that we want to put women into the movie. That yeah. I have zero problem with that. What I have a problem with is when my man... Who's, who's, who's the movie is named after who was the central character that we're introducing gets kicked back because Marvel is deciding to learn the wrong lessons because that's Marvel doing that you know what I'm saying I ain't blaming nobody else but Marvel for allowing that to happen and and Kevin Feige was asleep at the wheel apparently because this movie been in production for years so yeah. where was he when the scripts were coming in and Blade just like wasn't the whole thing with um what was the show that he watched the first episodes of? Is it Captain America? Whatever, whatever first three episodes he watched. No, it was Daredevil. Yeah. And I don't know why that has to be 18 episodes, but whatever. Y'all doing the most. But <laughs> anyway, like, he watched the first three episodes or so and was like, what is this? First thing I can't. You never no, watched you need the first episode, back. homeboy? You never read the scripts? Bruh, I'll, you should have been on set. For, okay, so here's the thing, Kev. Bring it in. Bring it in real quick. You're talking about two properties that are beloved that you and Marvel under Disney are trying to now take over. They already have a tone set. 
they already have an expectation. Alright? I gotta right. the, people are gonna expect Daredevil, especially if he go back to the do-rag, alright? They they gonna expect a certain daredevil. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna expect a certain blade. Alright. After all these years, come in here with a blade part one. And right. not have Blade at the forefront. Not have Mahershala. You're going to spend all that money on Mahershala. And you're not going to let him be the, the, the front of the movie? This is not me being sexist here. This is me saying... You can't make a She-Hulk movie or a She-Hulk show. And and and, 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 and freaking uh, Sam Wilson is the lead. Like, like what she's do, the fourth lead in her own show. That makes zero sense. But what they'll do is they'll do what Disney and Marvel and everything... Un- it seems like everybody under Disney does this. What they'll do is they'll make the 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 women the lead the lead and blade will be a fourth lead in his show and then when guys are like yo man why blade ain't the lead in his own show then what they'll do is turn around and say you hate women and you'll be like nah man no women are cool what are you talking it's just like this it's called blade and it because disney disney has been jumping on that train a lot too with the whole like if you don't like this then you hate this or you hate that or you hate it's not that hey you know this this you know this meal of a show is undercooked it's no, you hate you, there's something wrong fan, with you that'd be fan facebook social media squabbling with that crap yeah that's true i'll uh, into that i do not hate women i love women um again i'm a i'm a social justice warrior you know if if that's a thing we still do um but and 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 i love social justice narratives what i don't love though as a writer and as a and as a creator is when you try to use social justice issues and you try to use you know uh the issue of sexism and you try to use the issue of gender equality to um to prop up your thing in a way that doesn't fit what you're doing. It's, it's almost like a bait and switch. Like, and only, and it, it, it only serves to try they to make use it as fun. a crutch, sort of. Well, they're trying to make themselves money, right? They're trying to do uh, what kind of forever made, what, $2 billion? They're trying to do that again with Blade. They kind of need to do it with Blade as bad as they've been doing, but that's not the way. That's not, man. In the beginning, they were trying to be creative and people loved it. Now they're just crunching numbers and it's ridiculous to do that. You can still have all of our good social justice narratives inside of these things without without making them numbers. That's a problem. That's a problem. I ain't worried. Well, then in that case, Final word to you. What about uh, your final thoughts? And where can they find you? Um, my final thought is I am... Maybe I'm biased. Maybe there's no maybe about it. I'm not convinced that they're going to do uh, this this current phase justice. I hope that they out there recalibrating really good because I, I want a Shang-Chi too, you know? I want Ms. Marvel to shine. I love that show. I love Iman Vellani. I think she's the future of the franchise, personally. Because um, I just, I never liked Carol. And I, I as much as I want to like Monica, I just do not like that 
GFing for the. Uh, I just you, you can't just be like we need to help this this white girl. <laughs> man, like, when she said they don't know what you've been through, I was like, uh, man, she, she I was knows. like, you, yeah. I was like, bro, yeah, come on, knows. come on, girl, I'm gone. This, this movie uh, ends up with mo- a little bit more of that. Um, so I just had a hard time. I have a hard time with her, but well, I do. Love- yeah, Marvels in the Marvels. That was probably the one thing where I was like, "Man, look." So you gonna tell me that this girl ain't have no other family? She was just pining and and waiting for for Auntie Carol to come. Okay, alright. So now first she's like, she's like, you don't know what she's been through, and now you got another one where she's like, I just wanted you to come back home. It's like, oh man. I love Tiona Paris. I do not love Monica Rambeau. Um, Man, they're killing me with it. I hope that they're retooling in a positive way that will still keep my social justice narratives inside of a superhero narrative and I get to see some supervillain fights and some good, you know, investigations and some good, you know, uh, super science and pseudoscience. I hope that that's going to happen. You know, some magic thrown in there, whatever. I hope that that's going to happen. I'm not super confident. All the rumors I keep hearing, especially about the Sony side of this thing, sound dumb. Oh, boy. Um, And and Deadpool 3 being the only tentpole happening next year. While I I do believe less is more, I don't know if cramming everything into Deadpool is the way. I think uh, we should have less focus on Secret War more focus on getting through Kang Dynasty and not doing that character that we introduced dirty. Um, but in my heart of hearts, and this is what I tell, this is what I tell Rashad all the time we talk about this. I said, oh, oh this is gonna happen. Uh, Doctor Doom gonna come, punch Loki in the face, take the Yggdrasil uh, tree, um, you know, all the branches or whatever. And uh, then we're gonna have. Sec- then it's gonna be Secret War. He's gonna turn that into Battle World. That's all that's gonna happen. They're not. Gonna- <laughs> they're not gonna do nothing creative or or clever or brilliant. They're just gonna be like, "Yo, it's all up to Doom now." Punch. <laughs> <laughs> and because Deadpool is a fourth ball breaker in a comedy, I can see them doing that and thinking that they did something really, you know, smart or whatever. So I don't know. Prove me wrong, Feige. But. Uh, I ain't all the way confident. So y'all can find me though with the com- comics and the narratives that I am confident about at 133R.com, which is the hub. We got merchandise, we got jackets, we got hoodies, we got comics. And fresh got hoodies, coffee. y'all. You know what I'm saying? Soon we might have some more stuff. We just going all out. I'm editing pages today, making things work. You know what I'm saying? Um, I got some art. Oh, new news that I haven't spoken too much about. I have some art in Fair Square Comics uh, new extended version of Black is the New Noir. So if you want to see my newest art piece, you know what I'm saying? Keep a lookout for that Kickstarter. Um, and yeah, we are uh, we doing what we do over here, you know? That's what's up. That's what's up, man. So for my end, final thoughts is like, yo, just stop hiring people that think they going like that that think they going to outsmart the audience or or for somehow want to stick it to the audience but you need, do like a psyche vow 
for for and, and they'd be like, yeah, I just want to stick it to the art. Nah, bro, we ain't got time for that. If you want to stick it to the audience, just go to Twitter. We we ain't got a hundred, two hundred million dollars for you to stick it to the audience. We ain't got that. Also, sure. just really plan things. And this ain't just you, Marvel. It seems that over in DC, I mean, over at Disney, y'all like Disney bought <laughs> Lucasfilm and had no plan for Star Wars except like, hey, it's Star Wars, uh, uh, just make a movie. Like, look plan something now i'm glad y'all backing up take back up a little bit and actually figure something plan something out all right please figure out what y'all want to do and also tighten up the leaks around your office man we don't need to see y'all in deadline every day looking bad you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying fire some folks tighten up them leaks i don't know maybe it's the receptionist or something but somebody gotta go i i think it's kind of funny that you know we we put they they all and we all participate in the downfall of the DCEU for all of the same uh, misgivings and then Marvel immediately turned into that like their fans decided we ain't got DC to kick around no more so let's <laughs> kick around what we love I think it's hilarious and my my DCEU heart of hearts is like I like it good eat yourself Ouroboros let's go <laughs> And see, my thing is, uh, there's some DCEU stuff that I thought was fresh, but then they were just like, that's in the toilet. James Gunn coming. So I was like, all right, well, I guess uh, I guess these last two or three movies don't even count. Why should we even go see that's them? A, but, that's a whole other show how they screwed yeah. themselves. Oh, <laughs> but, I'm still going to see Aquaman, though. I'm, I I don't care if nobody goes see Aquaman. I'm going to see it. Yeah, I like I'm, it. I'm, I'm on the fence about that. You know, I heard one of their cast members uh, pooped on the bed and blamed it on their dog. Yeah, but she's only the fourth lead. Bruh, every time I think about that, I'm like, yo, she blamed it on her dog, though. Like, like imagine being a dog, like, hold on, what? I, I didn't do that. She's the fourth lead. She's not really in the movie, so. I know, know, but still, it's just funny, just every time I think it, it about was try- it. It was trying to they was trying to do that to play. Yo. <laughs> uh, she pooped on the bed. Like, imagine coming home and being like, yo, why'd you do this? That was the dog. That is not the dog. <laughs> Hold up, though. We're not, we not absolving young Johnny. Young Johnny. From oh, this. no. I'm not, I'm not saying... Yeah. I ain't saying Johnny is, is like some patron saint. I'm just imagining, like, just poop in your bed, man. And you're like, yo, you did this. It's like, nah, it's the dog. No, no, you did this. <laughs> it's a very trifling move, Mike. Yes, it's super trifling. But anyway, we out, y'all. Look, N-E-R-D, S-O-U-L. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, podcast, all that jazz. Until the next time that you want to rant about Marvel, which I rarely do because I usually try to be cool with Marvel. But this is from us to y'all saying buy some 133R comics and peace. Peace.